Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, friends. So I'm super, super excited for this because this is my first time in Tigris history that we have a guest on this podcast um, and uh, the absolute perfect guest to start this out, who is an absolute Tigris herself, um, Stephanie Lee. Hi, Stephanie. Hey, super excited to be here chatting with you and think I'm I'm super honored to be the first. Thank you. Of course. Of course. Well, um, first and foremost, would love for you to introduce yourself. You are the founder of Selfmade, an incredible skincare brand. Um, tell us a little bit about Selfmade and specifically why you chose to make mental health such a huge focus of the brand. Well, first, I love that I'm doing this with you because I know how transparent you are about your own mental health challenges. When I, you know, as a Asian American, half Chinese, half Vietnamese, kid of immigrants, never ever uttered the words mental health (laughs) growing up ever. So I think it's important and so amazing that you have such a place to discuss these really unfiltered uh, things that we run into on a day-to-day basis. For me, I, you know, used to go to, I went to school, got a PR communications degree, didn't know what the heck I was doing. And this is when it was 2008, the last time that we had this huge economic downturn. So right now things feel quite similar in a sense. I went on to work for Michelle Obama at the White House, where I learned really about leadership and what diversity looks like and how you can lead from your own chair, no matter who you are. Um, So there I actually uh, worked with Secret Service, the Air Force, um, teams, across the world in order to execute the first lady's events and travel. So whenever she's doing, you know, jumping jacks on the cell phone or whatever that might be, um, that's the part taking from conceptualization all the way to execution. I brought that same brain to um, Mac Cosmetics in terms of product development. And when I was at Mac Cosmetics in the beauty industry, I actually went through my own mental health crisis. And it was the first time that I realized as a woman of color, I had no tools, resources, or community or language around mental health. And it was so incredible because that's when I just dove off a cliff. And luckily I already had access to therapy and such a privilege. 
And when I was going through this three year journey of like self deep, deep, deep self-reflection exploration, it was incredibly uncomfortable, but I kept on being reminded of my privilege. Why do these conversations just sit within a wall, you know, four walls with obviously a credible clinician, but how come these aren't a part of lifestyle? You know, and that question really bothered me. Um, so much so that I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to go travel the world by myself and really be uncertain, be super vulnerable and learn how to take care of myself. I went around the world, visited 11 countries, 16 states by myself, and really spoke to women across the world about their own mental health and emotional you know, journeys and their self-worth. And crazy enough, as you probably imagine, it's all the same. We go through the same shit. And it was so important to me to figure out how to answer this um, question of like, how do we make this a lifestyle? I don't know about you, but like, I didn't learn it in school or college or any of those things, right? Like it was totally something that was trial and error. And why does that have to be the case for women and especially women of color? So using personal care and beauty was natural to me in terms of it's already an emotionally and like inherently emotional experience. We have a really shitty day. What do we do? We go wash it off, right? The moment that we want to relax, we lay down, put a mask on or whatever that is. And, you know, it's a big discussion now because I think self-care has been totally co-opted by marketing. So to me, it was like, how do I make this credible? So I spoke to 25 mental health experts on how to actually use it as a vehicle. And that's why we pair psychological concepts and programming that have been built with mental health professionals to Black mental health professionals, because it was so important to me to really have the lived experience of a diverse set of folks. And we inject mental health within our messaging, our images, our programming, the way that the products are developed. And so this is my way of really knowing how I know how to make impact. Um, and so, so far it's been really awesome to see and hear people's feedback about it because it really is about starting at step number one, your vanity in your bathroom with yourself and really self-empowering that own, uh, your own reflection. Because I think this world is so guru focused that like, all the answers you need is inside, right? It's about asking yeah. the right questions. So I'm, I'm, if you're open to sharing, I would love to hear, you know, being post white house craziness with mm-hmm. the Michelle Obama and then a little bit more in corporate, right. Um, and having this mental health crisis, what was like, what was that like for you? Was it more so depression? And I think, mm-hmm. Um, struggling to feel that motivation. Uh, and yeah, like what, what did that darkness look like? And, and are you able to share a little bit more about how you, from a mental health perspective, were able to kind of get through that? Absolutely. There's something that I think is so powerful that we all need to share are these dark times, right? For me, I've always apparently been a high functioning depressive person with anxiety as well. And I just didn't know what those words meant. Cause like, I mean, I don't know how you feel, but like when you watch a commercial for like a depression medication, it's always a white older woman who's (laughs) sad, right? And I'd be like, I do not look like that at all. And so even when I watch you, like, you know, like you're obviously extremely high functioning. And sometimes those are the folks that like really feel it the most. And that's exactly how I felt. And without the words to describe it, I think I had like happy, sad, excited. That's the extent of my emotional vocabulary, you know? And so when I reached this um, depression, what ended up happening is my ex-husband had an affair with our neighbor four doors down. And I think for me, I didn't realize, well, A, I didn't know what love was. 
I thought it was like butterflies and all that stuff. Like, you know, Mindy Kaling show, the Mindy project. She's like a little, yeah, exactly. She's like a little Indian girl sitting there watching rom-coms. That was me. Right. And like (laughs) butterflies, passion, whatever it might be. And then I realized like I went to a meditation and the guy was like, well, love is actually when two people can sit together and hold hands through discomfort. And my ex-husband and I never were able to do that because we were never vulnerable enough to actually say what we're just uncomfortable about. We were always avoidant or fighting about it. And so we could never resolve anything. So for me, it was really important to recognize that. And when I hit my depression, it was like hitting a fucking brick wall, like from a person that's like high functioning and go, 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 go. There are days that I could not get out of bed. There are days like that the dishes would pile up and I could not clean those things. I could not take care of myself in the most simplest ways. And being by myself and being lonely, I remember one particular day I was sitting on the couch and I, you know, those voices in your head that aren't true, but they're so critical. They're so mean. Um, I remember those voices being like, you are so lonely. No one cares about you. You have no friends. And spinning out on this, you know, on the couch by myself and like fighting every ounce of myself to like close down because the antidote to that depression is to reach out and make a connection. Mm-hmm. So I like texted somebody and it, it took all my might to just text somebody when I felt in my darkest time. And I remember going to therapy and my, my therapist was not, uh, she was like half Iranian and so wonderful. And I chose uh, a person of color for a reason. And she said, Stephanie, this is the time to show vulnerability and ask for help. And I was like, but I can, I couldn't possibly repay them. Like, I just don't feel good. And she's like, you don't have to. Like, I thought relationships were transactional before, right? She said to me, you will pay them back or help them out when you're healthy again. Right now you are not healthy. So I was like, it was actually like a huge point of like, duh, but a huge point of recognition that like, I can text a friend to come over to help me hang up my shower curtain or wash my dishes. And that honestly, like starting baby step stepping in that connection piece and practicing with my friends was my moment out of it, starting to get out of it. But I would go to therapy three to four times a week. Like that was how committed I was and how much help I needed. And it was incredible because I realized like so much of our mental health are such rooted in such generational trauma. Uh, My parents' experiences, their parents' experiences, they're, they're children of war. And, you know, my dad's dad was an alcoholic and without looking back, we don't know who we are today and how can we possibly look forward? Um, So those were a lot of the connections that I did in those times. And of course, just learning how to self-soothe. There's so many unhealthy coping mechanisms that I had. I had to unlearn those. And there was a moment of paralysis where I had no coping mechanisms. I was like, I don't, I can't go like, you know, make out with a dude in a bar (laughs) because I know that's not healthy anymore. I I'm just by myself. So what do I do? And so then that moment of paralysis was really about taking those baby steps of figuring out what are those healthy coping mechanisms, which was painful, but that much more joyful. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save money on your insurance? 
Of course you would. After all, who wouldn't love a great deal, right? And when it comes to great rates on insurance for all of the things in your life, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners, condo, or renters coverage. You could save even more with a special discount when you bundle your coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use Geico mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And choosing to switch to Geico becomes an easy choice. Switch to and see all the ways you could save with great rates and discounts. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent and get started seeing how much you could save. This show is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. I think most of us agree that in a functioning democracy, the winner should be determined by the voters. Well, that almost didn't happen in 2020. Now, extremists are working to intimidate and replace nonpartisan election workers with quote-unquote yes-men who might reject election results. The only thing that will stop them is us. We partnered with the grassroots pro-democracy organization, Represent Us, to give you the tools you need to protect free and fair elections. Learn more and get involved. Visit represent.us pod to learn more. Yeah, I feel like I had a similar experience last summer where it was like, it was, you know, I've always experienced depression and anxiety, but it's that next level depression where the high functioning aspect of it completely goes away. And you're just like, you you just exist, right? Mm -hmm. Like with no action and hope. And I think it's really scary. And for me, it was like, I almost didn't I I don't think I even had the strength to reach out. Like I, I had to have my family really push me like to be admitted into treatment. Um, And I Mm -hmm. think that the generational trauma thing is something that I, I, I've been thinking about a lot because I acknowledge that I have generational trauma, right? Like, especially knowing tidbits of the crazy stories of what my grandparents have gone through, but I don't actually have connection to any of that. Right. So I have, Mm -hmm it's kind of this background and huge part of my past that I don't know slash don't know if I'll ever know. Right. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Given everything kind of that you've shared and thank you so much for sharing too. um, I would love to know like where you are now, like, like literally where you are, where you're calling in from. And also like, how are you feeling right now? Where are you in this journey too? Well, thanks for asking that. I think we, you know, it's starting to become a part of our conversation about like, how are you actually feeling? Not yeah. even how are you doing, right? So right now I'm in my co-founder's bedroom sitting on the ground in San Diego. I was supposed to go to Colorado to my other co-founder's house to do some stuff around our new launch, but got kind of like on a detour. So physically that's where I am. Um, mental health wise, to tell you the truth, I'm doing a lot better. And you sh- you know, you probably also similarly going through your own stuff about being an entrepreneur and especially as a woman of color, like there are a lot of things that we face also during a pandemic that make it hard, you know? And I lived in New York for about six years, but my partner and I decided to move to Northern California at the end of last year, which is again, a part of our privilege, but has given me the mental space and distance from like the hustle of New York. Although I think you moved to New York, right? Yeah. So have, have fun with that but like the mental hustle and like anxiety that occurs on a day-to-day basis, I've been able to put, you know, aside and just really focus on the pieces of the business that I want to grow. And so I'm really, I feel really proud of what we're doing. And sometimes it's hard for me even to like hold on to the good stuff. Cause I'm so used to scarcity mindset. I'm so used to like what's wrong so I can fix it. That, you know, that whole deal. 
So I've been practicing holding on to the good stuff. Um, and honestly, every day is a journey, you know, like some things that I'm actually battling now is because of being a founder, which, you know, I definitely um, am interested in hearing you. I'm much more in the front facing where I've always been kind of like that background person, like mm -hmm. puppet stringing everything. And so there's a lot of like image things that I'm actually kind of like battling in my head. So that's been an interesting journey because I just am not a selfie person. I'm not, you know, I, I share vulnerably one-on-one, -on -one, but I'm not quite sure how to show up as myself in this new world. So figuring out what does, what does that look like authentic to me? And then the last part is like, again, I've done talk therapy for like three or so years, but I've actually re-entered therapy and I'm doing EMDR. Have mm -hmm. you heard of that? Have yes, you done it? I've, I've tried a bit of it. it I didn't have the sort of life-changing experience that a lot of people say, but I just think it's, I didn't do it long enough. Mm. Um, but it's, it, you know, just for those of you who are listening, EMDR is really around, correct me if I'm wrong. It's like using different modes of activating both sides of your brain to try yep. to access unprocessed trauma or memories that you might be repressing. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, you've started it. I've just started it and we've started baby stepping. So the first step, if you're interested, was um, just kind of thinking about and defining what is trauma, big T's, little T's, right? And I think our society makes trauma feel like this huge event, right? Huge, scary event. But on a day-to-day -day basis, like we all have micro traumas, right? And especially I think women of color, whether it's microaggressions or, you know, for us, you know, in the Asian community, I've been really thinking about the model minority myth mm -hmm. and feeling invisible. And actually what ends up happening is like, you think about these traumas and there's like this worksheet that actually distills your core beliefs. And so I've distilled my core beliefs as I'm invisible, I'm unimportant, and I'm responsible for everything. Those core beliefs apparently are the ones that drive kind of like those repetitive patterns uh, that could be self-sabotaging or triggering to those traumatic events. And so we did that work. And then we started baby stepping into kind of like the sensi um, sensitizing part of the left and right brain. And so today, this afternoon, actually is one of, we'll pick one of the traumas to actually do that deep work. And so it's interesting because when I talk to my therapist, it's really about your body. Yeah. So much of our society and talk therapy is about intellectualizing, but this is starting with your body and then intellectualizing. So your because your body holds the trauma. On a, yeah, you know, and like as much as we want to storytell and intellectualize, it knows when it's triggered and sometimes you can't stop it. So I'm really excited to do that work and, and also like a little nervous about it. So, but I'll keep you posted for sure. I love that. No, I, so I, I'm kind of in a similar boat, which is it's, it's a little bit scary. So I went through all of this mental health treatment last summer and then had kind of a crazy frustrating experience with health insurance. And then, so oh. have been without therapy for a little while. I just got, uh, health insurance back and I've been interviewing new therapists and it's so frustrating because like you go in and they don't know anything about you and they're like, okay, so what's wrong? And you're like, well, what's wrong? Like, how am I supposed to tell you over zoom? Like, you know, um, totally. but so I mean, I'm, I'm so glad to hear you're doing better. And it's just really inspiring to hear about your journey too. And I would love just to hear, you know, as an Asian American woman and, um, an Asian American like leader as well. Right. Um, there's so much happening in our world, global pandemic, um, you know, this resurgence of resurgence of energy overdue fight around racial justice. 
um, and a uh, ongoing and higher spike in the last couple of weeks rise in anti-Asian violence and discrimination. And for me, I think I've had this reaction of like feeling a little bit blank. You know, I feel like I've been, I've been asked and I feel, it makes me feel even more imposter syndrome. Like, why don't I know what to do right now? Right. Like I, I think I have this imposter syndrome of seeing other incredible Asian American leaders organizing. And I feel like I'm in such a state of, of like shock, fear, like sadness, um, anger that I just kind of feel blank. Right. And so I'm just curious about like, first of all, yeah. How are you reacting to it? And like, what are your thoughts? Like, how do we, how do we put an end to this hate too? Yeah. I mean, well, a thanks for sharing because you're, you know, what you're saying definitely resonates with me. I think I'm still a little bit in the like avoidance numbing place because, Mm -hmm. you know, this, while the spike has happened now or more recently, for the past four years living in New York City, like I actually felt really anxious just walking down the street by myself. And I had never felt that way before, you know? And so I think that was kind of my first trigger that like the outside doesn't feel safe. And hearing these stories and like the fact that like the way that I look and present myself is potentially, you know, the linchpin for, you know, violence or any of that stuff. Like I've grown up bullied I've grown up with people telling me to go back to China. I, you know, so being othered has never been, (laughs) being othered and invisible is nothing new to me, but the feeling that, you know, I could be under attack at any point was definitely something that I think that I've, you know, within the last four years, but as I've aged, been much more aware of, especially as racial tensions have been much more high. So to me, like, I totally get like seeing other people like really, you know, post on Instagram and, and raise money and all that stuff. I think all of those things are important, right? Part of the reason why I'm doing this business is because I know that this is the way that I can make impact. And I don't have to do it like other people are doing it because the way that I can make impact is the most effective way that I know I can put my energy towards. So whether that's this podcast or sharing my experiences, I think those are the pieces that I think are important nowadays because this, the idea of invisibility and otherness are the things that silence us, right? And if we do the exact opposite in the baby steps that feel the most comfortable for us, I think that's the most important part. But I also know that there is such a deeper need for self-work to break down the own systemic rules that we have been internalizing as Asian Americans, that we don't matter, that we are supposed to be obedient, that we are smart, that we make a lot of money, that we know math, that we know all these things. But if you actually look at the the numbers, the disparity is huge within, you know, um, income, uh, access, all of the above. And so doing that self-work and reflection, I think, is the most important part for every single person who cares. And figuring out, you know, what line of the sand am I actually on, whether it's my financial dollar, what, where, you know, what my, my voice and what I speak out for, or even just doing the own work of my own, you know, gen, you know, general generational trauma. I think every person should be doing that work. And it's about finding those tools, which I know is hard. Even you sharing about like interviewing therapists, it's like going on dates, right? Yeah. With like 
random people and and like sharing your most vulnerable things. But we need more of that, right? We need more accessibility to tools. And that's why for self-made, when you buy the product, you're already spending money on products as it is. You get free access to the common room, which is 21 days of self-exploration, asking the questions and really holding ourselves in a non-judgmental way to see how are we showing up in the world and how does it affect others? So it starts with us. And again, post on Instagram, donate, you know, organize all of the above, but do the self-work at the same time. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for joining me. I feel like that is a new motto that we have to add to our mindsets. I've been, I've been really loving this idea of like, what does it mean to be a tigress, right? Like this fierce, (laughs) badass, like, uh, and so I love that, um, around self-awareness. So thank you so much. And thank you for all of the work you do. And I will talk to you later. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.